Hey, this is Erin and Melissa, and we're with Trending Spokane, a weekly podcast all about the latest in the Lilac City. Finding out what is happening right now in Spokane can be overwhelming, but not if you're an insider. Join us as we shine light onto the latest happenings and chat about the future of our city. Each episode will introduce you to people you want to know, places you need to visit, and local knowledge you can't live without. We'll help you to get out and get involved. Episodes are dropping soon, so make sure to hit the subscribe button wherever you get your podcast now. Thank you to our sponsor, Inland Imaging, for helping to support our podcast. Inland Imaging has the highest level of breast imaging expertise in the region. They have nine board-certified breast imaging radiologists and a large number of dedicated mammographers, breast sonographers, and breast MRI technologists who are all at the top of their field and ready to help if you need it. They are the region's only network of breast imaging centers of excellence recognized by the American College of Radiology, ACR. With imaging centers conveniently located throughout the Spokane area and the Inland Northwest, making an appointment at your preferred time and location comes with ease. Pair that with their advanced integrated electronic network to ensure your medical records are kept secure and your images read quickly so you have your results as soon as possible. Don't forget, it's never too early or too late to schedule your exam. Go to inlandimaging.com to learn more about where you can get scheduled for your exam. Zach Sapone is a Spokane native who attended North Central High School. After college, Zach returned to Eastern Washington to be a middle school English and history teacher. While working as a teacher, Zach realized the lack of access to healthcare services, safe walking routes to school, and living wage jobs continue to be a barrier to equity and a strong community for his students. During the pandemic, Zach volunteered with the Spokane Food Fighters and has witnessed the extent of income inequality and hardship in the community while helping to deliver meals to 100,000 citizens in need. Zach is currently running for Spokane City Council's District 3. Welcome, Zach. We're so excited to have you here. Hello, everyone, and thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here and chat about an important election this year. Yes, Yes, very. Always. Very important. But especially this year, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Can you tell us why you decided to run for city council? Yeah, you know, I've never planned on being in politics. I actually like the nerdy stuff behind the scenes. So I'm a teacher and got frustrated with all of those issues in our community. It's, like you mentioned, the lack of transportation and health care and uh, economic opportunity. I felt like I was lying to my students when I was like, if you just work really hard, you can grow up to be whatever you want. And so I decided, you know, I'm going to do something about that. And I left and got my master's degree in public policy at Princeton, studied urban planning, learned about the issues impacting our community. Uh, that's homelessness. It's housing affordability, public health and safety. Wanted to get those skills to come back to Spokane to make our community a better place. And I wanted to be a policy uh, writer and nerd and, and work behind the scenes. Um, but I felt compelled last year uh, when I was ran for state representative. Our current representative, Mike Voles, uh, had a voting record that I didn't agree with. It didn't match my values in, the, in helping middle and working class families. So I ran against him and got involved in politics and thought about what, where do I best have the skills and abilities to serve our community? And so after that election last year, I continued to reflect about it and thought, no, I still have those skills and abilities to serve our community here in Spokane. And city council is a great way to do that. There's a lot of challenges facing our community. And I've got those skills and want to work hard because it's about making sure that everybody has a fair shot. And uh, that's especially for middle and working class families who've been left behind for too long. And it is incredibly important, especially with city council and the amount of money that we have coming in from the federal government in this coming year with COVID relief and trying to make sure that that's spent 
effectively to help families um, in here, right here in Spokane. What are the top three things that you want to focus on if you were to win a seat on city council? Yeah, I think right. My job is to listen to the community and represent our needs. And I think after talking to thousands and thousands of people at their doors, going to forums and community council meetings, hearing people's needs, we have to take action on housing and homelessness. Um, there, this disproportionately impacts middle and working class families who are feeling it. That's seniors who are on fixed incomes. It's first time homeowners, renters, young families. They're all experiencing the crunch of our housing crisis, which is a growth crisis. There are thousands of people moving to Spokane every month. And we need to address those needs. Um, so I've got ideas about how to do that. I don't know if we're going to dig in deeper or I can go in now. You tell me. Yeah, you're welcome. Go right. now. I was like, okay, well, that's one is housing and homelessness. The second one, though, is prioritizing public health and safety and making sure we evolve our public safety system so that it addresses the needs in our community. We're coming out of the pandemic and addressing uh, an unprecedented mental health crisis. Uh, we're seeing uh, people are concerned about property crime. So we need to get uh, the resources to our police and public safety department so they can address and get the right resources to people to reduce these issues in our community. Uh, and the last one, of course, is uh, infrastructure. The city does a lot with infrastructure. Um, we need to have, make sure that we have good roads and parks and clean air, but we also need to be addressing the future infrastructure that we need to support our economy. That's broadband internet for the um, for uh, virtual jobs that are here to stay. Uh, it's childcare, so people can affordable childcare, so people can stay at work. Um, when it comes to housing and homelessness, uh, we need to do what's best and looking at what does research show about how to reduce homelessness and get people back on their feet. Uh, affordable housing, there's a lot of policy solutions that we can do that will make our neighborhoods more walkable, livable, healthier, that'll reduce our climate impact and will also um, reduce our time and congestion and sitting in the car. Because I don't know about you, but I like to live my life and not sit in my car all day long. Um, so there's a lot about what we can do on infill, along centers and corridors that have the infrastructure to support our community. We need we have tax exemptions right now, like the multifamily tax exemption that is being used to subsidize uh, a housing development. But we need to make sure it's hitting affordability issues. Um, there's uh, issues about coming out of the eviction moratorium and how are we going to make sure that people don't become homeless. Um, I work in public health. We're getting out funds to people who are work are experiencing. Um, back payment on their housing. And we just need more time to make sure that we get those payments out um, with back payment because landlords also are feeling punch. Mom and pop landlords, uh, they need to pay the mortgage. And so we got to work together to work on these big issues that are impacting our community. Um, and fundamentally what it comes down to is making sure that everybody has that fair shot. Yeah. And I think everyone is recognizing the problems with homelessness right here in our community. It's, it was like the number one topic in the last election for mayor. And there really hasn't been very much done. Nope. Um, there's been so much funding that was actually rejected by the mayor. I think it was $4 million in funding. Is that correct? Uh, for the youth shelter? Is that yes. the one you're thinking about? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And we desperately need that now more than ever. Um, so what specific... Uh, initiatives do you want to yeah. really look at to help improve the housing situation here in the city of Spokane? Yeah, yeah. I think the mayor ultimately did use that money for a temporary shelter, but wants to look for a long-term placement, long-term outside the city, which is a concern. Um, you know, when it comes to housing and homelessness, or uh, homelessness, uh, I, I've done the research. I've gone to shelters. I've talked to people who work on this. I've uh, looked at other shelters around the country. Uh, I took a whole semester class on this at Princeton from our national experts to look at what are our best resources about what we can be doing and the best practices? Uh, I've got a four-point plan on my website. 
uh, because we need to have a plan and ideas. Uh, I'm a nerd. That's what I do. Um, and so first, we got to make sure we keep people in their houses first place so they don't become homeless. Second, we need to have a coordinated outreach system to get people off the street and into shelters. That's who's homeless, knowing who's homeless, why are they homeless, and what interventions have we done to get them off the street. Uh, third, we need to have a robust shelter system where everyone can get access to the resources they need, especially mental health resources. Um, and it needs to be making sure that people are treated with uh, respect and dignity because fundamentally we are all humans and homeless folks also deserve that same respect. The last important one that's often forgotten is a transition out of homelessness. We need to have transitional housing that's really affordable, small units that our people can, aff- uh, uh, can rent and get back on their feet with. Um, they need to have job training programs uh, and then that pathway out of homelessness because we forget uh, there are a lot of people that move in and out of homelessness, mm-hmm. so we need to do that. One thing that has not come up often uh, that I was just talking about uh, uh, with my opponent is we have a lot of youth who are homeless who are disproportionately LGBTQ um, and they struggle with mental health issues. Mm -hmm. And so we need shelters like a youth shelter that will serve their needs and their concerns. Well, and on the, on the vein of District 3, so Zach's in District 3, when you go to vote, um, District 3, so I've lived there a couple of times now. I've moved around in District 3, mm-hmm. and it has experienced a ton of growth, mm-hmm. change. A lot of homes are going up north, um, mm-hmm. just everywhere. Uh, could you tell us what your District 3 specific priorities would be? Yeah, just to remind everyone, District 3 is north of the river and west of Division, so that includes... Everything from Kendall Yards and West Central to North Central Corbin Park and Garland up to Five Mile and Indian Trail, um, Shadel and Audubon Downriver. So it's a good area. Uh, of course, my favorite area. I grew up in District 3, uh, spent most of my life in the district, graduated from NC. Like my grandpa, he grew up in the district. Um, and I now teach at North Central, too. So I have teach English there. So I spent a lot of time in the district. Uh, one issue that often uh, doesn't come up um, that too often is a lot of the increased congestion and sprawl in our area. And we can see that when you go up to Indian Trail, the massive growth that's been happening up there and Five Mile. And those are areas that people are really concerned about their safety. How do we get out in case of an emergency or a fire? Um, How do we um, make sure that we don't have long congestion lines and access points and and transit? Um, We're putting in a lot of apartments. So how do these folks who move into it have access to resources? I bike around and see it. We need more infrastructure, sidewalks, safe crossings. Um, we just had two people die on Indian Trail this year, um, this last summer. And so these are real issues that are impacting real lives. And uh, I understand it. And I'm going to continue to do the outreach on it. Specifically speaking to safety and security in our community and public safety, you have been endorsed by the Firefighters yep. Association for Spokane. Yep, yep. Yeah. So what do you envision for some initiatives that can help improve the safety of our community, both downtown and in your district? Yeah, I'm super proud to be endorsed by the firefighters. Uh, firefighters do great work in our community and respond to emergencies. Uh, oftentimes, they're the first responders in, in uh, health issues. Um, I'm also endorsed by healthcare providers and multi-care workers. And um, I think we need to be looking at how does our public health and our public safety interact together. Uh, we see a big issue of people going in and out of the criminal justice system. We know that disproportionately impacts uh, low-income folks and uh, black indigenous and people of color. So we need to be looking at these, dispro- or these dis- um, disproportional impacts and looking at how can we get the right interventions to people in the right ways. Uh, the city of Spokane just opened up 
the Crisis Stabilization Center to divert people from jail to mental health uh, rehab center. Um, we have drug court. These are ways that we can get those interventions to people where they need it, uh, rather than having them go to jail where they don't get interventions uh, to deal with their mental health and their substance abuse issues, and they end up right back on the street uh, without with the lack of access to community resources. Um, police are in it for the right reason. They're there to help our community. They're not there to be mental health therapists. That's not their job. They're there to deter crime, respond to emergencies, and enforce laws. And so I want to help support them and make sure they're able to do that um, while also looking at the disproportionate impacts in our community and making sure that we get those resources to people. I work in public health now. I'm uh, a board member at Wi-Fi Connections that deals with substance abuse. And so I understand these issues and want to keep working on it to improve it because we have major challenges around a lack of, uh, of providers around mental health. Um, and so we need to be working on it and talking about it. Uh, unfortunately, I'm sure you all know there's TV ads that are uh, attacking me for defunding the police, which is not what I talked about. I talked about investing in resources for mental health, like I've been talking about for a long time now. And in fact, this is what the police department has even asked for themselves. And so it's unfortunate that the other side feels uh, I guess threatened by our race, uh, which is a good thing, but they have been compelled to do negative ads on me, uh, slinging mud, spreading lies uh, that are not true. Um, and um, I'm, I trust voters. I trust you all to see through the dirty politics, um, but not just see through it, but spread the word and make sure other people know because we can't get elected. Uh, we can't have our values represented if we're not uh, spreading the word and telling people to vote. Uh, but we got to remember that we have to turn out and encourage our friends and family to vote, too. And now we'd like to give a big shout out to our sponsor, One Tree Hard Cider. We love One Tree Hard Cider because it's made using Washington State ingredients and made right here in Spokane. With everyday cider flavors like lemon basil, huckleberry, strawberry kiwi, and seasonal favorites like pumpkin and snow globe, there's a One Tree Hard Cider for you. Go to OneTreeHardCider.com to find out where you can purchase your very own bottle. I actually have former students that are now at North Central, and I bet they'll be really excited to see this episode and have a chance to tell their parents to vote for Mr. Zappone. Yes. Yeah. Hello, NC Wolfpack. Um, <laughs> definitely. I, I sub in the classrooms too. I've been there for a long time. So a lot of students know me and a lot of young people think like, what can I do? I'm not old enough to vote. What can I do? And I say, you're absolutely old enough to advocate for yourself. Um, these are policies and issues that are going to impact you, your future. And so you can get involved right now. You can join our campaign, knock on doors, sign wave. You can encourage people to vote, remind them to vote. And if you're 18, by Election Day, November 2nd, make sure you register to vote and have your ballot. That is such an important distinction. And especially being a kid who grew up in Spokane, mm -hmm. like my husband, who's Highlander. Mm -hmm. I know. It's such a terrible. Oh. <laughs> we no, love we, the Highlanders, like, too, you guys. We love them all. <laughs> but I know there's that rivalry. <laughs> uh, but it is incredibly important to you, I can tell, just by the way that you're speaking, that you are helping and contributing to the Spokane community, yeah. that you were benefited by to grow uh, that you were lucky enough to grow up in. Um, and having your grandfather. Yep. Yep. Grandfather? Oh, okay. Yes. And having your grandfather grow up here as well. Why is serving Spokane so important to you? It's just been in my genes for generations. Like it is a calling. That's who we are as Spokanites, right? We step up and we help each other. Um, and I think I've, I've lived around the world and traveled to all different places. Um, but I always knew I was going to come home. This is where 
My family's been for six generations and I wanted to get the skills to come back to serve our community. Um, my grandpa was a bus driver. My other grandpa was a teacher. Uh, my grandma has been a secretary at the school district for 30 years. My mom currently works as a bus driver and um, my dad works for STA, but uh, my family has, uh, has also served in the military. My stepdad was in the Air Force and uncles in the Air Force. And so it's in our genes that we're not here to make a profit. Our job is not here to make a profit off of each other. We're the workers and the backbone of our community. We're the ones that keep this community together and driving. And so uh, I knew I was going to come home and, and do that work. Uh, I had the incredible opportunity to have a full ride scholarship to Princeton. Uh, I had nearly full ride to Georgetown. So I worked really hard and I said, um, it's, it's, it's Jesuit value. I'm not Catholic, but I went to a Jesuit college and it's about being people for others. And I was gifted with a lot of resources and I see the challenges back home where I live. And I said, I need to do something to serve our community, to reach out to those in need. And I have those skills to serve our community. One of the things that I wanted to ask you is, let's say you're elected D3 representative. Um, this is a question that we asked Nakmana too. What would in four years success look like for you? Mm, ooh, that's a fun question. I've, uh, I've been very focused on getting elected. <laughs> uh, like We got uh, 11 days left, so it's like a laser focus on that. Uh, but I mean, there's like big visions, right? And big goals of what the future of Spokane should look like. And to me, that's about making sure that uh, we have a future where everybody has that fair shot and where they can get ahead. Um, to me, it's take my students being able to get good jobs where they don't have to stress about money and they can go enjoy our beautiful recreational outdoor activities here and the assets of our community. It's where that they're able to find meaning um, it's also about making our community more sustainable long term, about having denser neighborhoods where people can walk to the grocery store, to the restaurants, um, taking the transit. I mean, it's about choices, too. It's not everyone doesn't need to live in a community in a neighborhood where they're going to walk to the store. Some people need space and that's OK, too. But we need to have those choices in our community. And we're lacking a lot of those choices um, in four years, hopefully. The North-South Freeway will be near completion. Uh, I'm an optimistic person, so I'm hopeful. Yes. But we're going to have an opportunity to redesign what division looks like. Mm -hmm. The heart of our community, the center line. And so there's a lot of empty lots. There's a lot of lanes that aren't going to be needed anymore. So how can we make this a vibrant area where people can take the bus up and down rapidly to get to work downtown with bike lanes? And we need to grow the urban forestry and make it... Uh, uh, a place where it's enjoying living and then we can have mixed use houses that you can just walk down and go to your uh, uh, restaurant. Um, this is a vibrant future for Spokane. It's where people want to live. Spokane is an incredible city. Uh, you can ask all of my Georgetown and Princeton friends. They hear me talk about Spokane nonstop. Sorry, I'm not sorry. Um, <laughs> but it's because Spokane truly is a special place. It's a place, uh, the old motto, right? Near nature, near perfect. Uh, I wrote my Princeton admission letter. That was the opening line. It's near nature, near perfect. Um, we have that and we're striving to get better. Uh, and there's a future where we can do that. Uh, hopefully we can keep it protected as a little secret because it's a, a gem that we need to continue uh, to invest in. It's not perfect. It's near perfect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I am so excited for you. This is going out of your butt 
running for office is always a difficult decision to make for anyone. And it's a huge undertaking, especially when you're teaching as well. At the same time, I know firsthand how difficult that job is. I worked in a Title I school as a fifth grade teacher. So how are you balancing your time off and campaigning? Or are you just like going... Well, not right now. It's not very good. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I, I'm, I'm, my boyfriend works at a Title I school as a fifth grade teacher. So oh, uh, kudos to you all because I don't do. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't do that work well. No, it's been helpful uh, having a balance that way. Um, I make sure to make time for my friends and family um, and making sure that I prioritize that. Uh, my boyfriend wants to get involved in my campaign and he's like, feels really bad. He's like, I want to do stuff. And I was like, no, you're the break. I need to have balance. You can't be doing knocking on doors with me. This is an important balance and it's been helpful and healthy for us. Um, I take, try to take a time every weekend to get outdoors. Um, you know, with 11 days of the election, that's not happening. Um, I'm outdoors riding my bike, knocking on doors. So at least I'm getting that kind of exercise and outdoor. Uh, but I, 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 Really look at how to balance that, um, setting aside time. Um, unfortunately, sleep is not the top priority right now, um, <laughs> but that's okay. Uh, we get a reset after 10 more days, but yeah. really you got to do everything we can for the next 10 days to get out the boat. So speaking of that, what's the best way for people to find you and then get involved? I know you have a lot of canvassing coming out yes. next week, so can yes, you yes. tell everyone how to get in touch yes, and yes, follow yes. you? Yes, yes, yes. Lots of ways to get involved. You can check us out on social media. That's uh, at Vote Zach Zappone. Z-A-C-K. Uh, don't be like the realtors and spell it wrong. They spell it Z-A-C-H. It's Z-A-C-K, Z-A-P-P-O-N-E. Also, my website, ZachZappone.com. My email, info at ZachZappone.com. Uh, the campaign number that comes to me is on there, too. So feel free to reach out. Uh, we're going to be canvassing every weekend at 11 o'clock, uh, 11 Saturday, Sunday, this weekend and next weekend. And if you want to get involved during the week, you can come out uh, at four o'clock. We're hitting the doors. We got sign waving opportunities um, different days of the week. It's on social media. We've got a whole calendar, but it really takes uh, all of you to make this happen. Uh, I can't do it alone, nor have I ever been doing this alone. I'm running to represent us and our values and making sure they're in city council. Um, but we all need to come together. If you've never been involved before, that's okay. Um, it's not that scary. I promise. Uh, you can stand on the street corner and wave a sign. Uh, you can take a piece of paper to a door and just drop it off and say, um, vote for Zach. It's, we're talking to friendly people. We just are reminding them to vote because it's an off your election. People forget, uh, lots at stake for our, our city, our future. I'm running about against someone who's, has uh, three times more spending than I do. So I can't do it alone. I need your support. Tell, text, call three people, remind them to vote, join a sign waving, knock on doors. Um, it's going to be an important election. Yeah, without a doubt. There's a lot at stake for the future of our community this year. And we would love to see representation like you on our city council. So if you haven't voted yet, make sure you get your ballot out. You fill in those bubbles. In Washington, we are so lucky that our state makes it incredibly easy for people who want to vote to get their vote counted. And your voice does matter. Every single vote counts in an election in a city this size. So please do make sure you do that.